Once again, it's the boys on the hill. Lil Marshall, 5,000 watts. Thomas Black. And hey, the ugly one, Rap Jeezy. What's happening? What's happening? What's up, fellas? Got Slim with no hat, looking like a do the right thing extra. Man, what? Yeah. Go to the people, man. You just took on my fresh air Jordan sneakers. Radio Raheem. Yeah. No, that's not talking about. I also played Dean Big Brother Almighty. Oh, school days. You ever see school days, Slim? You ever watch School Days? I saw it. I saw okay, School Days do okay, the right thing. Okay. All those sweat blood, sweat blood, Okay. Hey, real talk. That was that was one of the first little little things that that the little first experience I knew what a black college was through that movie, man. Oh, do the uh school days, man. What so you didn't watch a different world or yeah, but school days were first. It was her? Yeah. I don't remember which one first. I do I just watched both of them. Man, different world. I, I see. I said I got a good memory, man. Different world probably came out probably what 89, maybe 90. Yeah, yeah maybe 90. School yeah. days was 80, 86, 87. 87. I just know I shouldn't have been watching school day, but I watched it. Hey man, school days is it, bro. Rough got a gamma man because a real man is a gamma man. <laughs> I'm watching that house party, man. All that stuff, bro. <laughs> ain't, oh, no, ain't nobody. Hey. I actually, I actually still would like to have a. I still have a a uh, a bucket list of having a pajama jammy jam as a DJ. I still want to do that one time before I get out well, of go here. Ahead, go on here with your bad self, then. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, but you. but you know, you know, I, I'm pushing forty. You know, forty olds in pajamas. Probably they ain't. Or the new 30, man. Go ahead. I don't care about that. Gotta, gotta end up like what, 9.30, 9.35? Bro, know. I don't know. <laughs> my, my, my knees at 30 felt like a lot better than my knees do at 40. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, man? So, you know, if, if I did anything like that, it had to be probably somebody else part or something. I just throw that idea out there. But I don't, I don't, I don't see myself ever being able to do that again or even do something like that. I don't know. I might. I might try to pull it off, but you know, we more of a dress up at this time of day and age, I guess. No skinnies though. I don't be in the skinnies. I can't do that. You trying to go to prom again, man? That's what you trying to do, man? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't want to go to prom the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't kidding. Hey, what, what is, okay, okay, okay. What is the deal with that? A grown prom? Is that for the people who didn't get to go? Bruh, I don't know, man. I think. No, no. I think, yeah, I don't know. I I I, I can't I can't hey, I can't ball, man. <laughs> I I know I wear my JSU wool jacket, but that's like somebody walking around with they 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 high school Letterman jacket. I gotta let that stuff go. Nah, nah. I had this that? idea, man. Man, I uh, think it'd be dope. I, I think it'd be dope to have a uh, 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 haters ball though. A what? Hey, hey. Haters oh, ball. As I slip out of my drink, that I'm sure one of you haters spit in. One of you. I hate you and you and when everything bad happened to you too. It's crazy, man. Chappelle. I, we, we know we know all the lines of Chappelle show because we watched every episode on the book on the bus on road trips. Every road like, trip man. was Dave Chappelle. All right. <laughs> man, we crazy. Fuck all right, Let's go, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get us going, Slim. Get us going, Slim. <laughs> 
Yeah, so enough of 90s black empowerment movies and Dave Chappelle. We're going to move on to actual college baseball talk. Um, and the weekend presented a lot of, once again, intriguing results. Um, not too many sweeps as they were last week, but there were some teams that started to kind of distance themselves in, 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 in conference races and in, in division races over the weekend. You see a Prairie View had a big time weekend going three and oh. That was huge. Uh, Jackson State. Um, we thought they had turned the corner, but they did not turn the corner uh, in, in their weekend series this weekend. Um, but, fellas, the, the, the big news, I, I guess, coming out of the weekend um, was last Friday night. Um, our guy, we talked him up pretty heavily, was um, Shamar Page throwing a um, perfect game against Alcorn State, a seven-inning game. Um, that was the big news out of the weekend. But aside from that, like a lot of series, you kind of saw the separation between the schools, especially coming down the stretch of the last few weeks. So, boys, what do you make of, of what you saw this weekend? Hey, man, Prairie View came out this weekend, and, man, they 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 scored a bunch of runs. They scored over 40 runs over the weekend against Pine Bluff um, in a weekend sweep. And, man, Braden Johnson, the kid had a weekend, man. Um, Christian Mendez, Zachary Trevino, Damari Smith, you know, it was just a total team effort with them getting that sweep over the weekend. Um, you had the same young man that beat Southern earlier in the year, Robert Maldonado. He picked up the win on Friday night. Um, Michael Dews picked up the win on Saturday before Derek Curry, you know, closed it out on Sunday. But, you know, Prairie View seemed like they've hit a good stride. They're 12-4 and four in conference. And, you know, that West with Gremlin starting to play well, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. Texas Southern is still in there. So I think it's going to be hot going, you know, you know, as I said, getting hot in here. So, you know, who knows what might not go on, man. Yeah. Like you said, man, I, I mean, it's, it's both divisions, man. It's it's pretty tight race right now. You know, uh, Prairie View sitting on top of the West and Alabama State, State sitting on top of the East. But, uh, here you got Bethune Cutman and Fam in second and third place, but then you got Jackson State is just you know five games out from third place. So you still got time to make it up there. And then on the west, you got Gremlin and Southern making up the second and third place, but then you got Texas Southern that's only a game behind Southern for third place. So it's it's like it's gonna come to the finish line. The last series is gonna really determine who's gonna make this tournament. But uh it's heating up, it's heating up. Not looking sloppy as much as it was at the beginning of the season. Playing some efficient baseball. We've seen as a, a, a hitter's lead, but uh, at the same time, we getting some good pitch performances. And shout out to Gremlin State for honoring uh, Mr. Page also. You know, uh, that, you know they, they actually gave him a plaque and honored him the, the day after. They ain't waste no time. And that's how we're supposed to treat our, our black athletes when they make a compliment like this. I think uh, we was discussing uh, yesterday, Slim. You said uh, it was hard to find any other HBCU pitcher that, that actually threw a perfect game. Is that correct? Yeah, we went back to like 1959, um, mm -hmm. as far back as the um, NCAA records went. And Shamar Page is, as we know right now, the first and only Division One black college pitcher to, to throw a perfect game. 
Yeah. Yeah, the last one before he did it was in 2019 um, by a Power 5 school pitcher, but um, Shamar Page, is, 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 as, as we know now, um, the only uh, HBCU pitcher to ever throw a perfect game. So it just it only goes to show you, like, just how remarkable that accomplishment is. I mean, he he's up there among the, the the country's leaders in strikeouts this season. He only had 98 after his performance on Friday night. I mean, also hitting well over 300 to play, too. So he's he's going to be the runaway winner for Swag Player of the Year, I would think. Um, and, um, I, mean, I mean, Ralph, I mean, like, we, we talked about him a lot, um, Thomas, too. Like, I mean, this kid's been very impressive, like, all season long. A transfer from La Tech. Um, he's he's fitting right nicely in the swag so far. A grown man. I, I, I just wanted to take that time for everybody just, you know, people out there to understand <laughs> – there's a difference from a no hitter from a perfect game. Yes. I mean, when you look on the scoreboard, you see zeros all the way across all frames, all boxes, everything. That means nobody on the opposing team had anything going at all. Um, that's a remarkable um, thing to accomplish as far as a picture, period. No matter if you're black, white, anything as part in the, in the game of baseball a perfect game is one of the the hardest things to accomplish almost as 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 hard as hitting for the cycle for hitters um mm -hmm. so i just want people to understand the the, the magnitude of, of of what he he's ha has accomplished with that game you know it, regardless who, who who it was against it's the game of baseball and it's hard to be perfect in the game of baseball which is based off human error you know what i'm saying you can be a hall of fame in baseball by hitting 300 that means you mess up seven times out of ten you know right and so and being perfect, up seven out of ten, he's done yeah so <laughs> the, the important thing is is recognizing you know how hard is it it is to be perfect or to throw a perfect game in the game of baseball at all levels at all levels. Um, so I just want to say congratulations to the young man. Um, and, you know, the, as far as the rest of the swag, it's like I've been saying all year. Um, everybody's still kind of beating each other up, you know. Only a couple of sweeps this week. Um, you know, like I said, once again, it's all corn. Um, but your, your usual suspects is, is is not your usual suspects this year. I mean, you know, Southern, which was a team that's known to always be on top, they was they won the swag last year. They're in the middle of the pack, just like Jackson State is in the middle. Um, Bill Cookman, they're still in the hunt. They're still battling every week. They can't mess up anymore, you know. There's no more, you know, room for error. So it's 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 setting up a great you know leading up to the tournament, but um, my my weekend was focused on on the young man um, throwing a perfect game, and they kind of like took over for me. Like I, it, <laughs> I you know, and I saw the score, but when you say he threw a perfect game, oh, that's that's a whole nother whole nother level right there. Um, what classification is he? Is he is he in the? <clears throat> He's a grad. He's a Y'all think he got a shot to 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 make it to the next level? I think so. I think somebody will get a shot. I think he got a chance of getting drafted on the bump. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, 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 I hope he keep going hard. You know what I mean? But like I said, I, I like I said, I would like to see what, what, what ends up after this year if, if somebody's gonna take a chance on him because I believe he might be a pretty good player if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's just pretty hard to ignore uh, a guy who, um, who, who's among the league, the country's leaders in strikeouts, instead of a three hundred. I mean, like if, if a team can't find at least a draft fly for him, I know the draft has been shortened now uh, over the last couple of years in terms of rounds, but like that's a kid you at least want to see in the camp somewhere. Um, yeah. Also, over over the weekend, uh, um, something that occurred to uh, you know kind of close to home to us is. Um, Omar Johnson, head coach of Jackson University, he won his 500 game. Um, they just they split a doubleheader last Saturday. They got a win over Alabama State in their series, but Coach Johnson was um, one of a very few um, black head coaches in history in NCAA baseball to reach that um, prominent milestone. And I know we did a show um, last week where we invited a, a lot of um, his former um, players to come on and talk about how much. He meant to them and kind of like how he kind of like defined the, the JSU uh, program during his what uh, 16 years on campus, right? He's been he's been head coach there. Um, yeah, all of us came along. He was an assistant um, when he first started out in his early 20s. Like now, he he's been the guy there for 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 16 years and has won 500 games. Um, so guys, what do you think about that accomplishment? That um, a guy that we know and respect so much. That's a major accomplishment, man. You know, not not just in terms of HBCU baseball, but in terms of college baseball, period, because it shows that you have to be consistent. Like that's not a number that you just hit. You know, you have to be consistent for a number of years to get to that point. And right. that shows, that, you know, um, it's it was a, some coaches that have been in the, that coached in our league for over 20 years and they didn't get to that point. So to see him do it under that point under 20 years and still have more years to go, you know, he has a chance to potentially catch Coach Kadar and Coach Brad in terms of win if he can stay consistent like he has. Yeah, me personally, like me personally, man, it's like I, I didn't, you know, my high school coach this past week also celebrated his 500th win. Now, my high school coach, you know, you know, it's still a different level, but at the same time, it's the amount of games played and how fast he was able to accomplish the 500. Now, my coach has been coaching several years before I played for him, and him and Coach Johnson hit 500 around the same time. So, um, consistency, having a lot of wins, you know, reshaping the program. Uh, that that I didn't realize how how huge it was till I compared it to getting you know notifications about my own high school coach reaching 500 wins, and I'm like, well, well dang, you know, Coach Johnson doing it too. He, you know, <laughs> it ain't been that many years. It also shows my age as well. But you know, to be able to reach 500 wins so quickly, you know, it's almost. I, I want. I wonder how how far he's he's gonna go. Um. Hopefully, all at Jackson State, but I just wonder what's going to be his final number. I'm interested right. to see, and we got to see what next. What coaches also 
close to a milestone. If anybody's close to 100, 200, 300, something like that, I, I start yeah. researching it. Yeah. Yeah, so about Coach Johnson, like what makes him, I guess, kind of the the leader and, and maybe in a lot of ways the, the tactician that we kind of kind of know and are familiar with. I mean, like he's always stressed, you know, small ball, putting pressure on teams, things like that. Um, so we've all observed him over the years. What kind of makes him stand apart from some of the guys um, you played for or against in, in, your, in your career? Mm. I'll say the person that he is first. He he he, real authentic, man. I think the way how authentic he is and the way he approached the game. I had you know you know how you had them raw raw coaches and you had these different type of coaches, but then you had Coach Johnson that know how to meet. It, it grows. It shows, you know, basically in his coaching that he's able to reach players at that level because he's been there, done that, or thought about that, or you know, them been there, and uh, just to be able to to reach the kids at that level, that level, and help them grow, and you know, because he reached us and helped us develop, you know, day and night, and it's just the, the work ethic and the discipline that uh, that he puts in. Because, like you said, Thomas, what, what he had us putting in on that field, just to think about what we was doing in that field, and now look at where he at now. You know, he ain't got to do as much work, but he got he still got to do work. But, you know, he's right, right. You know, just think he hasn't been there that long, man. He hasn't been there since you know, I told, told down the uh, the original where I called Brady Field, you know, so and uh. I know he looked over the period of time. Then I think it was dope too that Coach Brady was there to, out there when they honored him over the weekend too. I think that was real. That was real good. You know, Coach Johnson, he don't like awards and all that stuff. You can tell it kind of in body language and stuff. But at the same time, uh, you know, that was a great accomplishment for him. Right. Uh, I just say um, his work ethic, man. Um, he's the first one at the field, the last one to leave. And he's there every day. So, you know, you, you can't cheat work. And he won. he's a person that believes that. And, you know, you just see it in, in the way that he operates if you ever get around him. Yeah. For me, um, to be honest, like, before I got to Jackson State, I really didn't have too many teams I cared to, to win for um, or whatever the case may be. Um, but – he he helped me he helped me realize you know i hated to lose more than wanting to win and i kind of you know i i didn't know how to win you know at first you know but i being around him i learned how to hate losing if that make any sense you know yeah, i mean in baseball mm-hmm. is an individual sport um, you know, my, my main objective was to, you know, go to college and play baseball. So long as I put in my work, did my two for three, two stolen bases, you know, no strikeouts, no errors in the field. I didn't care if we lost by 20. Well, no me, you know, but when I got to Jack State and I got around y'all and the coach and everything, it that was the first team I, I, I really didn't want to, didn't want to lose. Because if you lose, you know, when you're in the swag, you got to hear it. You know, they talk stuff the whole game. 
you know, chanting, got little little songs. I, I wasn't used to all of that, but being around Coach Johnson, I I I, I learned how to. Well, I I hated to lose a lot more than than winning, if that made if that make any sense out there to the people. But yeah, that's one thing he kind of taught me. You know, he hated to lose, and and. I think that's what I realized that it was me not wanting to lose versus me wanting to win. Yeah, Coach Johnson definitely was a guy who who's a who's a grinder, I would say. Um and, and he really put a lot of emphasis on like winning every pitch, winning every inning, and this and winning every game. And and like whatever the result was, I mean, like it was just move on to the next game because the next game was just and it was important. Um but yeah, like I mean, like he's gonna have many more opportunities to add to his total of wins and we Commemorate him for I think he's done for us and for Jackson State and, and for just the, the game of black college baseball in general. Um but moving on now, we're gonna talk about a series that's probably right now is gonna be the series of the year in black college baseball. Um out of the SIAC. Um we talked a lot about one of these teams, not so much about the other, but um Savannah State this weekend is gonna play Albany State. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they, they have already played last week. Played. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah, tight. It was a tight. Yeah, tight series last week. Um, these schools have the two best records in the conference. Uh, both schools over 25 wins. Um, Savannah State has 30 wins right now. Uh, your, boy, on the your boy Pillar, your boy Pillar came back big this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, I mean, so it's, I mean, this is going to be a barn burner, boys. Um, how do we handicap this one going into a, a, a big time weekend of, of baseball on that side? Is this series happened already, Slim? Savannah State and Albany played. Savannah won two, two out of three. Yeah, and they secured the regular season SIAC um, championship. Listen, listen to the top three: Savannah State twenty four and two, Albany State twenty one and five. Spring Hill, nineteen and four. Mm. That's how the regular season ended in conference records. With Spring Hill being thirty-two and twelve, Savannah is thirty-one and ten, and Albany State twenty-five and eleven. And Miles College is also right there too, with eighteen and eight conference record. This mm. thing, this who this tournament right here, we talking about the swag tournament wide open. Yeah. This one is too. The SIAC tournament is gonna be wide open. Yeah, Savannah State has beat up everybody in the regular season. I want to see them win the tournament too. But looking at how close this thing really was with them being that dominant, this still was a close conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Holstaff gonna have to come through. Period. For anybody. <laughs> yeah. So what's gonna be? I mean, even though Savannah State's gonna be favored because. How dominant they've been all season. Like, what's going to be the difference between? Uh, well, let, let me ask this: Are y'all taking Savannah State or the field? In, in, I'm gonna go terms. with Savannah State. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Savannah State. Even though you know, tournament yeah. ball is different. Tournament ball is different. But at the same time, Savannah State has the pitching staff. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Savannah State has the pitching staff. For regular season play and for tournament, they've been they've been building for this. You know, twenty six uh, and two is the yeah. record between they started rotation twenty six and two. And, and to be honest, we talked about this earlier this season, man. But 
like we said, Savannah State to me has the best HBCUs pitching staff this year. You get me on wax saying that five thousand watts, but that that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but 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 you know, it, it's, it's 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 but like now, as far as a one-two punch, well, they got a one-two-three and a four punch. God, yeah, he uh, has a yeah, yeah. Bro, when you build your deep. team based off of me at principles, they are deep. Like I said, you, you can go down the line of the swag. They got a one-two punch. Maybe a couple teams got a good one-two punch, but. Nothing beyond hey, that. Hey, hey, we can't. Hey, we talking about Savannah and Albany and them too, but hey, we still can't forget about Kentucky State and yeah. Miles because they can put up runs, mm-hmm. right? They can hit. And if it comes to a situation, we know how tournaments can get. All it takes is the the, as we say, the right matchup. Mm-hmm. Hey, lightning strike somewhere. You never know what might not be happening in the game. Like for real, think about it. Yeah, I can take some right now. Buds get tight. I can take <laughs> Anybody that know anything about the 2000 swag tournament that was held in Jackson at Smith Wills knows yeah. that Southern and Grambling that year were by far the two best teams in the conference. Both of them won over 30 games that year, didn't lost less than 20 games. They were loaded. Southern and Jackson State, I'm going to say, and Gremlin were loaded. Southern messed around and lost in the opening rounds like Pine Bluff or somebody. Jackson State caught the weaker draw. Let Gremlin do some of the dirty work on the other side. Jackson State and Gremlin made the championship game. Jackson State ended up winning the tournament in the second game, the second game of the um, championship series. Who knows what happens? It's all about matchups in the tournament. Man, you can go buy off our last whack tournament, Texas Southern one. I mean, bro, yeah, that one that four seed, and they won mm-hmm. it the first mm-hmm. time, and that's crazy. The first time either Jackson State Southern or Grambling didn't win the tournament was in 2004. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. one of them three schools wasn't a swag champion. Think about that. How long the swag had been around for baseball, mm-hmm. and only three schools had won a championship up until Texas Southern did that year. Whack, man. So we, we talk about this a lot in sports uh, about like postseason play and how it's different than regular season play. But college baseball is different in terms of like tournament style of, of, of game. Um, what makes it different and, and why is it so difficult for oftentimes the favorite to ease on through the tournament like it did the regular season? I mean, every game, let's see, every game is nine innings. Oh, <laughs> every single game. You know that, that that makes a difference. You know, like I went to the swag tournament last year, and you gotta have pitching that can go into every game as a nine inning game. That's a long game. To be honest with you, man. Nine is a long game. I mean, yeah. So I, me personally, I think is every player being prepared to play nine full innings of. Tight baseball, no mistakes, no errors. You know, make the routine plays. Hey, that's hard to ask out of a, a kid, man. That's hard. Well, for me, I think the tournament, everything in the tournament is magnified. So that two-out walk 
that ends up scoring is magnified now. That that runner that didn't score and score that you had you left stranded in the scoring position is magnified now because it's tournament play. You it's no tomorrow. I have to it's win and advance. It's no tomorrow. And, and think about it, Ralph. That one run could have came in the first or second inning, and y'all That's lose one saying. to nothing. And you're going mm-hmm. seven straight innings of watching the scoreboard, nothing changes. That's nothing. what I'm saying. And, How about that? and it's it's some guys on the bump who they turn it on and hit a different level in the tournament. Some guys um at the bat turn it on. It it's it that tournament is just a different monster. Like you have to be mentally prepared to go out there and play high level baseball every day because you hit the losers bracket. Now you got to focus to come out of that losers bracket, and you always had to keep a positive mindset. And you really have to be even killed in the tournament because you start because you could jump out early in the game and the team make a run. You got to respond and put that fire out. If not, they gonna come back and kick your butt. Then, so then you got to factor in if you, if you lose, you might play late at night and got to come around and play early in the morning next day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all. That's, all that matchups, all that mm-hmm. in the tournament make a difference. No, I slept on the floor. They were rough, Slim. <laughs> Doing the tournament, <laughs> they were rough. They were always And please let us have continental breakfast. Since we're talking about on on the topic of the tournament, I was I was thinking about this. All right, so y'all know y'all we've been sending NBA star incorporators playing tournaments for the lower seed. Will, will we see that going into baseball? Because I ain't gonna lie, I like because it is it really to be honest, it's more of a money making scheme for the NBA because it gives them an extra game. You, you, you mean for like college college tournament or like for the NCAA tournament? No, I'm talking about for uh, just conference play. Give them oh, a conference? Conference? Yeah, well, get well, so say you I have three and four seed played out for the for the for the last seed. I wouldn't do it. That's a waste of I mean, time. Like that's kind of what like the conference, like regular season is for, though. Like yeah. to make that determination. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it devades the regular season to come down and then say, "Now, nah, well, you you did this. Now you still no." Nah, I think no, nah. no, nah, that's too much. Now, mm-hmm. back in the day, they did used to have when it was the thirty-two team regional. They mm-hmm. did have the play-in series for the those lower seeded teams. To, to now for something like for the that. regional, I, I wouldn't mind yeah, saying they, something like that for the regional. They ain't doing that no more. They did it already when they expanded mm-hmm. to the 614 tournament. They got rid of it because they, they did used to have those play-in series. Like Jackson yeah. State has played in the play-in before. I know Howard played in the play-in. Like it that play-in used to be a deal when it was on the 32 team um tournament. But once they went to the 64, they got rid of it. Yeah, I mean, like plus, like in a tournament situation like that, you don't want to. You want to do everything you can to like preserve your pitching staff. And so, if you got to play in a playing tournament, you're gonna like expend your best pitchers to win that game or win however many games you got to win to advance. And then you got to go into the the next round and then do all that over again. Yeah, I mean that's why like pitching depth in any tournament style is so important. I mean, like you look, lo- you're gonna lose the bracket. You gotta you, you gotta rely on the number two and number three guys to to try to navigate you through that to hope to get back around to your ace again, um, and in, in, in the later rounds, yeah. So like falling to like a loser bracket is it's almost a death trap because it's like really hard to get out of unless you like have a really deep team to do that. And think yeah. about it, man. They be piecing together seven inning games. <clears throat> you know what I mean? 
Seven in the who games. Playing, who playing seven in the games? I said in the regular season, they still be trying to piece together seven in the games with their pitching staff. But who's Imagine. playing seven in the games? All sweat games are nine innings. Yeah. They don't play seven in the game. They play all nines. But I get what you're saying. It's, it's seven if you're getting sweat. Hey. But let me ask you this, Thomas. If you was if you was going into the tournament with the team we had our senior year, how would you have how would you have what would you have done with the pitchers? Remember, put started the first game, then quail. But see, no, Omar started, not quail. Yeah, Omar started. Yeah. I I me me personally, I would have I would have came out out the gate with to jump out early with our best pitcher. Which to at point? least pull off the first, you know, to get game one. You know, now may, maybe maybe I uh, I just me first game coming out, I would like to send a message. I would I would start put first game, game one. He did start game one. He started game one. Mm-hmm. I would have put put game one, you know, just because that's that's our our, our best guy at the time. Um now maybe I wish you know if if let's who um we was it Will? What what put our starters? Our starters was put during the season. Put Will. Um Will changed nah. some closer by the end of the season. Yeah, Will was the closer. It was mm-hmm. put Quail Man and Omar. Yeah. And oh. Mm-hmm. So we was going into the tournament with only three starters. And Dante, 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 Dante was was the guy. Dante was the guy. Um, I mean, but still, at the same time, it still was like piecing together after putt, man, because you didn't know how long Quill was gonna go. You didn't know really. You didn't know how long putt was gonna go. Sometimes putt be on. Sometimes putt be off. If it's if it's if it's off speed pitch one one working, we was in trouble. But like I said, if 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 we had uh, we ain't gonna relive that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's just it's just one more arm. That's it. Yeah, it's the it was the pitch, it's pitching. That tournament come down to to arms, man. Just point blank, period. The, the staff, the, the staff that get going and just eat up innings and not score runs, man. We didn't have any, but, but 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 going back to that tournament, Ralph. If any of our starters had trouble, we had to score a bunch of runs, man. We, we did. We did. We had to. Good. Now, right. now, 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 we played good defense. Put, put, and shut the team down. But if any time we had any trouble out of anybody, we're like, man, we got to score today. <laughs> we got to score today, and we like, all had that understanding. Like we you, all had that understanding that if we score runs, they at least give our pitchers some cushion. Like you joking, but you ain't lying because we played against Alabama State one time, and that might have been the game Holloway talking about where he hit put out. When yeah, he right. came back in the dugout in the in the um second inning, it was like four five zero, and it was like, "Hey fellas, we don't have to hit uh-huh. this out. Let's um let's get two. Let's try to get one or two this inning. Let's keep it close, and we gonna we got them. Let's go, and we end we up bang it out, blasting them. Mm-hmm. 
But you're right. It comes, you know, it comes down to the the pitching, man. That depth in pitching. Whenever coach start making them trots out there, like man, you don't know who he finna call. Trots <laughs> out there in the very first inning, by the way. That man throwing a true fresh for the tournament time. <laughs> All right, man. All right. <laughs> All right, man. I got to try something, big man. I got to try something. Oh, oh. <laughs> man. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking about, man. I'm, I'm talking was, about man. freshman, fresh baby. He out there. He out here. All right, fellas. Like, we're going to have to hit today. <laughs> Ready, break. <laughs> got a hit. We got a hit, man. man. Got a hit. And that yeah, we did. When, when tournament time come around, like these guys, we're gonna recognize for players of the week. I've got to worry about them. Oh, um, <laughs> um, uh, once again, an, another spectacular uh, week for guys on the mound. Guys on at the plate once again. Another week with no pitcher uh, for a um, a player of the week. I don't know what's up with that, but anyway, um, uh, Shamar Page. We talked about him top of the show. Uh, Gramlin State, a perfect game against Alcorn State last Friday night. Seven innings pitched, no hits, no walks, no runs. Career high thirteen strikeouts against the Braves. Uh, Kevin Bratton of um. University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, complete game, eight strikeouts, um, no on runs, three hits given up. And his start uh, last weekend, um, once again, another Savannah State pitcher, Enrico Peel, a complete game, uh, four strikeouts, one earned run, one hit, um, excuse me, four hits in the win um, this past weekend for him. Um, Eric Gonzalez, Jackson State, uh, over the weekend, uh, seven innings pitched, seven strikeouts, no on runs. Five hits in the start against Alabama State, which was also secured Coach Johnson's 500th career win. Um, and those guys stood out no other than Shamar Pace, who pitched a perfect game. And what y'all should notice is that these pitches are starting to go a little longer, complete yeah. games. So they getting, they getting geared up for tournament time for the long haul. Yeah, yes, that's that's what you want. And see, I this, this is a number uh, on top of Shamar Page's uh, perfect game is that opposing batters are hitting 178 against him. When him said with a 2.68 ERA right now. So You um, said a 2.68 ERA in college? Yes. He got a 2.68. Wow. That's, a, that's impressive. Exactly. And, and he's said, also among the leaders in strikeouts, too, in the country. So mm-hmm. that's hard to hit. Yeah. Um. Now, now transition to the to the hitters of the week. Um. We got Corey King, uh, first place Alabama State over the weekend against Jackson State. He went uh two home runs, a double, five ribbies, five eighty three batting average, um, five RBIs. Is a very dominant performance over the weekend against the Tigers. Um, John Garcia, Bramley State. Ralph was really big on this guy. Uh, That's his boys. Yeah, he had seven hundred. 12 RBIs in a series. Um, that was against Alcorn State. Uh, two home runs, a double, and six runs batted in. No, yeah, he, he scored six runs. He had 12 RBIs, Slim. He scored six runs, too. Yeah, 12 mm-hmm. RBIs, man, like in the, in the, in the three-game series. 
that's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, rap yeah, don't woke him up. Rap, rap yeah. talk crazy about it. Yeah, I ain't talk crazy about him. I had, hey, I had to see if he if he was as advertised, man. I've been following him close. I like he, I like catches that hit. Yeah. Right. And see, he jumped up to number three, man. He got a uh, what was average three uh three oh, nine seven. I got something else on John Garcia coming later too. Man. All right, yeah, let's go. We call it a tease in the business. <laughs> um, and, and wrapping it up is um Marcos Castillo, Coppin State, four thirty eight over the weekend, seven hits, six RBI, two runs scored, a home run, and an impressive five stolen bases for Castillo. This past weekend, yeah. so gentlemen, those were your uh, uh, boys on the hill players of the week on the hitter side. I see you hitting seven hundred, Ralph. Um, that's that's just pretty impressive, right? Bro, I don't think people really understand the workload as a catcher trying to also be one of the more offensive guys for your team. That most times you're gonna get a guy. Either he's gonna be a really good hitter or he's gonna be a really good catcher. When you find that combination of the two, you got you something. You got you something. You got you something very special. You have something very special. You have a pudge type and a yada yada later because Molina wasn't a good hitter when he first came up. He developed into being a good hitter. Um then I could say from some good college catches. A Brad Cressy was more of an offensive guy than he was a defensive guy. Buster Posey may have been um, – Buster Posey might have been the most versatile of the catches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the dude that is Zanino? Mike Zanino, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Mike, Mike yeah. Zanino, um, Waiters, some of those guys coming out of college. Joe Mauer, another guy. Yeah, they were more offensive-minded guys. You know, but boy, when you get, I like Garcia. I like him a lot. I do. You're talking to Coach Hernandez with Thorne Cookman last week. He said like he he don't even care if a catcher hit or not. Just like call the game well, be able to throw, um, manage the staff. Like you have a guy like um, Garcia out there hitting 700 in the series. I mean, that's that's a bonus Hmm. behind the plate, right? And he called a perfect game too. So (laughs) exactly. So that was an outstanding weekend for him. Yeah. And now, did you know? Slide. Here we go. Did you know? (laughs) Slide. 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 Uh, Speaking of grambling, uh, John Garcia and Cameron Buford are both in the top five for home runs in RBIs and conference play. John Garcia has seven home runs with 47 RBIs, and Cameron Buford has 10 uh, home runs and 39 RBIs. Yes, Cameron is actually leading the conference in home runs. Mm-hmm. And, John is, and John is second. All right. Slide, slide. There we go. Uh, Benedict College, Brandon O'Connor has 91 stolen bases on the season. He needs just seven more to break St. Leo's Cisco Johnson's mark of 96. He should get that by this weekend, right? You think? Yeah. They yeah. play Savannah State this week. They actually played Claflin was to, um, last night, so I hadn't checked to see how many he had. 
after last night's game? How many games they got left? This is last week. Three regular season games. I don't know if they're going to qualify for their conference tournament or not, but mm-hmm. if not, he has these last three games this weekend against Savannah State. I say and send them, Coach. Send them. Send them. Speed guy. Yep, speed guy. Send them. Let them rip. Don't start that. Think, think about it, man. He hadn't even been – he's only been thrown out like eight times all year. That's money. Yeah. Who the catcher that threw him out? Like, who was that? It don't matter. <laughs> like, That's what I want to see. Like, 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 who, who, who was able to get him out? Did they do a pitch out? Had yeah. to. Man. 91 stolen bases, man. I wonder how many colleges, how many teams he has more stolen bases than as an individual. And he has another teammate that has 50. So they some bandits, man. Yeah, they some trap stars out there. Slides. (laughs) Okay, uh, Delaware State, uh, Scott Martin. In 2001, and, and Bree Underwood in 2002 shared the MEAC single-season RBI record with 77. Um, as you know, the MEAC has fallen some hard times when it comes to, like, holding on to their baseball teams and teams in general. But this accomplishment will always stand out for the Hornets. Right, slide. Jackson State going Uh-oh. way back in the record books now, Ralph. Jackson State. Pitcher Earl Sanders was drafted 26 in the overall in the first round of the 1986 draft. And Ralph, why is this so significant? Because he's from Jackson State, man. That's why I was going to do that. Ain't going to be silly, bro. He's <laughs> silly, man. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, man. You want me to lie? Yeah. I thought this had some like larger meaning or something like that. No, he's just from our school. Oh, no, but but the year he got drafted, he was the pitcher, player, and hitter of the year in the conference. Yeah. That's that's but no, weird. every week, every week I'm going to start on the did you knows. I'm gonna give the draft history of swag baseball because people need to understand that um we we had our our first round or two. You know, yeah, yeah, we've been on, yeah, that's the thing. We, we go inform <laughs> the masses. I know NFL draft is is Thursday night, and they all getting ready for that. But we gonna get them some some HBCU baseball draft history as well. Yeah. So you know, and I think I'm gonna start throwing that in there with the did you know every week, um, because the MEAC has a actual record book for all of their season and career. So I'm gonna start giving you information on that in the the swag draft history. People need to know. We're gonna educate the people. Yeah, and then another tidbit. Shout out to Tugaloo with uh, Coach Earl Sanders. Coaches that they they named the field out after him this year. So yeah, you know, they, that's did. Big, they did. That's a big accomplishment right there for him, for our friend, our buddy, the old heads. Mm-hmm. Man, I actually saw somebody, um, an athlete, wear a Tugaloo hat on the press conference. I want to say, was it? Um, not, not, was it Durant? Kevin Durant, I think, had a Tougaloo school hat on. I want to say it was Kevin Durant. He don't know nothing. Somebody gave that to him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, still. 
You know, yeah. it was Chris Paul or somebody like that. Yeah, it probably Chris Paul probably gave yeah. it to him. Yeah, Paul, they <laughs> yeah. they yeah. walking in black colors gear. Yeah, it's dope Which though. I, I like the fact that they're doing it, and everybody just need to keep doing it and keep doing it because the thing is that if you put our tradition against their tradition, their tradition don't mean nothing without us. When we was over here doing it way before. They open the doors and say, "Hey, come on in." You know, we 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 was doing it, and then it. And you got to think about we was doing this, and we still wasn't getting the opportunities to even get drafted, to get opportunities to go to the league. That all that didn't really happen till the early eighties, early eighties, late seventies. So you know, we we got a lot of history. A lot, a lot, a lot of accomplishments. That uh, if it was actually put on paper, man, you know, the Power Five need to be giving us some money. Mm. <laughs> no. Hey man, why why y'all didn't tell me this part of my head right here was just shining with that light hitting it, man? Man, bro, I thought that was your part. <laughs> man, did you see? He just put a fingerprint on his forehead. He should be go away. Like, I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, what? <laughs> right. So thank God I ain't got nothing. What is it? That Be- Binyon, Beijing, whatever it is? I ain't got yeah, nothing. that Beijing, all that would have came off. <laughs> <on. laughs> hey, the, the Big Neck. <laughs> Running down my face. Running down my face. so this week all right so fellas um if if y'all noticed slim the only one ain't got kids and his hairline is just straight all the way in filled in he still have y'all also noticed every episode his house get more and more distinguished? You know, at first he had the, the, the goat skin chair, right? Now yep. he got the Basquiat above him now. You, you know, see that? I saw that too. You, you see he got the Basquiat. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Magnifique. Okay. Okay. This is, okay. This, is a, this is a painting from my um wife's brother. Um. Oh, it's better than Basquiat. Like, yeah, like a, a, a very uh, scenic beach scene. You see the water in the background there. But water in they the just took a here. picture of their backyard, didn't they? No, no rocks. You see the mountains in the distance. Yeah, man. It's, 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 but you got a laser uh, pointer? <laughs> no, this is a, uh, <laughs> this is a Christ the King Miracle big, Church. Big finest. Uh, big yeah. Finest. yeah. Here's, here's that. Right. Yeah, so like... Over the coming weeks, you're gonna see like more of my uh right, right. Movie. Like I said, it getting more and more distinguished. You're gonna have old Prabazine, what's it called? Fabazine egg gonna be on the side of it. Let's talk yeah. about Ralph's uh, artwork. Candles in the background, background and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Ralph? <laughs> hey man. I'm in the arts and craft room because I got put out of my office downstairs, man. Oh, hey, <laughs> Rob don't want the one to want to crank your paint, man. Uh, Rob don't want the one to crank your paint. That ain't mine. That ain't mine. That ain't mine. I'm in the arts and craft room. I got put out my office downstairs. Oh man, I had to come to the arts and craft room. Oh All man, right. 
Yeah, that's that one of one he had though. Hey, he loved it too, boy. He said, "Hey, yes, sir." Hey, man, that was my about hey, hey, I mean, hey, I like the. Hey, girl got some skill. No, no, she can paint for real, bro. She got some skill. Like she did that out the rip. Like she got some skill. So if you need some painting, hit the boy. She can get you hooked up. Awesome crafts all the chain. Yeah, holla at your boy. Nah, I ain't got no. I ain't no art type. How much you charge? Hey, you got to negotiate with that with her. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up in the description, in the comment below. Hey, we'll get you fixed up. Holla at your boy. You know, Slim want one of them superhero paintings, you know? Hey, man, <laughs> yeah. house, you know, he going he gonna to have the little suit on with the little hand in the pocket. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get the, all right. <laughs> Here the pick and results from that week. Look like one of the first free slaves in Europe or something. No, no, no you're going too far, Way too far, Thomas. You're going way too far, man. Really? <laughs> really? All right. First one they let out. I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess right. I'm like winning the, the, the pick them this year. So that's Oh, my God. Here we go. God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. check out the standings. First of the matchups, Alabama State knocked off JSU in the series two games to one. Bethune took the series against Valley two games to one. Florida AM, the same to Alabama AM two games to one. Grambling State and Prairie View both swept their series. Texas Southern uh took two or three from Southern. And now over the weekend, uh starting from the bottom to the top, uh Ralph four and two. Uh, Thomas Black getting back in it five and one. My thing Watson. is, uh, my thing is, why if we got the same record, why your name got to be at the top? Look, man, it don't question like God, man. Don't, don't do that, man. Don't do hey, that, man. Be top that, okay. That's the order that I call our names in, in the show. <laughs> no, man, you don't got to explain it, man. People know why, man. people know why my name is first. That's the that's the order that we call the names. Coming into the show, bro. Man, hey, Rob, right, don't listen to, to the Sir overall Kendrick. record. Let's go through the overall I'm record. Serious. We we ain't listening to Sir Kendrick. Sir Kendrick. All right. From the bottom to the top, we got Rob Jeezy, 24 and 15. He's tied with Thomas Black. Uh-oh. Uh 24 and 15. Uh Watts is uh 29 and 10. And I'm leading everybody at a at a robust 30 and 9 on the season. Man, you one weekend hey, away with being baby, down there with us. Listen, bro. You talking all the hold on, let me get this off the screen. Right. Because you just right. making it seem like you you acting like right. male Kuiper here. Yeah. Like you male Kuiper or something. No, I don't I'm not wrong like Mel Kuiper is. You see the record, right? We we are literally all separated by one weekend of games. Like I said, yeah. You been you been saying that all season though. This is is it not the truth? Okay, okay, then but like I'm a I'm several games ahead of y'all, man. So right now, what are you going to do? He's going to always on, pick the ones we on. got so he's, now, his record can't okay. change. So now I'm going to show you how I'm going to mess Slim up with his math because he ain't good with algebra now. So Slim, you up by six games. It's been six weekends. So basically you've had a record. You've won, been basically one win better than everybody one week. That ain't astronomically better. <laughs> I got 30 wins, you got 24 wins. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm he gonna let Sir Kendrick Mark explain why he in third place. I don't get it, man. Sir Kendrick Marshall. Okay. At the end of the year, when you losing this, don't worry about it. Oh, it's winning or lose. Okay. Hey, and we ought to add the uh, tournaments as uh 
We're gonna keep regular doing tournament time. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh SIEC too. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do that. It don't matter, yeah. Bet. All right, so first up, we have mm. the number one and number two teams in the east. Mm. Bethune and Alabama State. The Who you going with, Marshall? You lead it off, so you can't be planted. Since you're the clubhouse leader, Tiger right. Woods, you, you, you Mr. Lead clubhouse leader. I'm wearing red like Tiger do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Alabama State. They're in first place. They won two teams in the whole conference with a winning overall winning record and overall winning record in the SWAC. So I'm going against our friend, um, Coach Hernandez, this week. I'm going. I, I I got I got to stick with my people, man. I've been I've been going with Alabama State. I've been going with Alabama State all year, man. So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with that. What? All right. This is gonna be a tight series, but I'm uh I'm gonna switch it up. I'm I'm gonna go with Bethune for for the wild card. I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna switch it up. I'm trying one up on you on you, Slim. I got that. <laughs> so, I think it's a toss-up on Friday night. Even though Mr. Pooh, Mr. Peel, my bad, Brian is undefeated at 7-0 in the sweat. Lewis is going to – I think he's going to get a guy. He's going to battle for Bethune. Then you have McIntosh for Alabama State on Saturday, Nolan on Saturday for Bethune. I think it's gonna come down to Sunday. Johnny Hostel. I really, I really mm-hmm. think it's gonna come down to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who has mm. the better hitters? If I had to, ooh, they evenly matched. Did that make that makes Sunday even worse? I think this series is gonna come down to who makes the least number of mistakes because there is evenly matched as you could possibly match two teams. Whew. I'm gonna go with Bethune. Drama for nothing, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's a split, so I mean, yeah. either I'm either gonna gain one on Slim or I'm gonna drop the last place below you. So, next up, we have the battle of Louisiana. Oh. The party by the body. Where you at, Slim? I'm going with Grambling, man. They're on the road, man. Stop picking the same ones. Why are you getting mad? (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, you struck out or something. Like, dang. Y'all want me to pick? I'll pick first on this one. No, it don't matter. Because, I mean, I'm going to go with my picks anyway. I don't don't slide out. Last time I did that, I lost. So, I'm always going to go with my first The G-Men have been playing some great baseball as of late. I want to say they're on the six-game winning streak. They've been scoring a lot of runs. Their pitching has started to come around. I'm going to go with the G-Men to beat Southern in this series. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gremlin's playing good at at the right time, so uh, I'm going to go with Gremlin on this one as well.
I'm going with Grambling. Slim? I said Grambling. Oh, my bad. All right. Now, oh. the Bulldogs are coming from up on the hill to our dear old college home. You know what to do. Pick. Man, Ralph, this is so tough one, man. Like, it ain't tough for me. I'm going with Jack State. Yeah, it ain't tough for me neither. I'm going with Jack State. I'm State. trying to make the smart pick, man. Like make the smart pick. I'm trying to, man. I don't know, man. Like I don't say AM, man. Come on. You know you want to. All right. <laughs> say I'm, gonna go against, I'm, I'm gonna go against the grain and pick Jackson State. Because uh, I think uh, they do, man. They, they, they played a really tight series against Alabama AM. I mean Alabama State last week. They lost two out of three, but they were not outclassed. And I think they could take two or three at least against Alabama AM this week. Man, that's a sweet. We need we need to start getting some games back. Our next series, we have West leading Prairie View versus Alcorn. You know, you know everybody picking the same team is move on. Yeah. We're going with that purple and gold. We stupid. All right, next up, Texas Southern and UAPB. I'm going with the Tigers in this one. I mean, Pine Bluff, man, they they are a sneaky good team, but I don't think they have the best to keep up with Texas Southern. With that being said, Slim, who won the fight? A tiger, tiger versus a lion? Who who win? They're not playing this game in the jungle, so I'm I'm, I'm going with the Tigers. <laughs> the Tigers. <laughs> going with you, they playing this game on the field. I'm going with Texas Southern too. <laughs> uh, yo, I'm going with Texas Southern too. I'm going with Pine Bluff against the Green Man, 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 man. I might pick up some. Who knows? And finally. The Rattlers of FAMU have to go down, down in the valley, deep to itty bitty. Now, Valley been playing teams tough, man. Like yeah, the first place have. team, or yes, last place they they played tough. Um, they played Bethune Cookman tough um, uh, recently too. But um, I'm gonna go with the Rattlers in this one, man. Florida and them been playing some good ball all year long, and I don't think that stops against Mississippi State. I'm going fam you. Yeah, I'm going with fam too. I'm going with the Rattlers. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. We're going with a sweet. But I think it's I think the series is gonna be a lot more competitive than we it's gonna be a, all the series are gonna be competitive. They've shown us that all year. Um I think teams starting to separate themselves now a little bit too, y'all. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like last week was it if any indication that's the case coming down the stretch. You know, they it's 15 games left in conference. 15. Well, maybe 12 now since they played the first game already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about it. It's tw- these 12 games determine determine what 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 you gonna do come the end of May. You determine seating, determine if you get in the tournament, determine a lot of stuff. Um, just four series left, man, and you got to ramp it up right now. Like, like we had to take the tournament right now. We had to look at it from the standings that we have right now with the tournament. Yeah, Alabama State right now playing the best baseball. They seem to be the favorite, but I think if you took – and whenever it folds out, I really think – the team that's going to win it is going to be an unexpected team because I think some teams still have not hit the stretch where they played their best baseball yet. Think about that. It's April and some teams still have not played their best baseball. Like they still been up and down Jackson state, for instance, they've been up and down all year. They haven't hit that one streak yet. Normally we want, we had a 10 game win streak somewhere by now. We haven't hit that yet. You know what I'm saying? I think, like I said, it's gonna be about who's playing hot, who's hot come the end of May, and who knows what's gonna happen. Cause it seemed like Texas Southern was hot early in the year; they cooled off a little bit. Seemed like Southern's cooled off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Pine Bluff isn't playing that well right now. Valley's kind of up and down, but they're competitive. You know, it's gonna be scary. Yeah, you know I mean, like talking about like tournament time, like it's unpredictable as always. Um, I know Alabama State's the favorite, probably to come out of the swag. Um, actually, D1 baseball came out with their um projections of, of, of the tournament, and Alabama State was projected to play um at um uh, Southern Mississippi, um in, in, in that regional that would include Alabama and uh Auburn. So I mean, like they're handicapping the Hornets to make the tournament, but you never know, man. Like that state was like literally like one out of way from making the tournament. They were favored to make the into the late tournament and, and they lost in the, in, the, in the ninth inning. Um, so you never know. And that's why our regular season is important, but like when you get in those games uh, in, 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 in June, that's when you really separate the men from the boys right there. I agree with you, Slim. I really agree with you. Oh, man, we got some interesting matchups this weekend. The SIAC closing out their regular season this week. They um Their conference tournament is actually Mother's Day weekend. That's coming up. Yeah, so it's supposed to be Mother's Day weekend. So see how much I can get away from the house. <laughs> Yeah, see how much I can get away from the house, man. But fellas, we hey man, another great show with y'all, man. Blessed by the baseball guys to do to be here with y'all, man. Same bad time that week. All right, fellas. All right, bro.
Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Y'all boy be easy out there, man. Trying to get waiting on the sports information directors to return some emails, man. <laughs> yeah, get y'all some guests on here. Um, we, we got some prospects lined up that's really exciting and really could add to the show that y'all could hear from. Um, but we're working on it though. Yeah, wait. We're, we're I ain't trying to go out there in the in the in the blogosphere and on the internet and stuff. So coaches like us, they like our show. So hopefully we can get some of those inroads and get some interviews and some players with coach players as well and coaches too. So as a reminder, as always, hit us up on all this, the uh, audio streaming platforms as well as YouTube um, for our this show and past shows that we've done. Um, so once again, Ralph. It's time to go. Until next time. <laughs> it's Ralph G. It's Slim Marshall. It's 5,000. And it's Tom Black. We the boys on the hill. We the boys on the hill. We the boys on the hill. Right, yeah, I see. Slim, don't do that.